0: Blue skies, powder snow, and pistes as far as the eye can see. The perfect conditions for a ski safari from Andermatt to Sedrun. The morning starts by taking the first gondola high up to Gutsch. Then a brief traverse, always in sight of Oberalp Lake, towards the Lutersee Flyer. There, you can warm up your thigh muscles a bit on the last stretch of black piste, then on towards the Stock flyer at a leisurely pace. After arriving on Stock, it's time for a hot chocolate. The Sun Terrace looks out over the Usern Valley and the Surselva, offering a view of more than 100 mountain peaks. The next piece down to the Oberalp, is so nice that you'll want to ski it again, but now it's time to cross the border into the canton of Grisson. And suddenly you're no longer greeted with a full-bodied Uri, Uella, but instead with a romanche, Allegra. The Kalmut flyer brings you into the heart of the Surselva, and via Valval you reach the broad slopes of Sedrun and even further, because you can ski as far as Decentis using the Colm da V-link. And if your legs are a bit sore after a day in the snow, and you're not feeling up to skiing or snowboarding all the way back, the Matterhorn-Gottard railway makes a number of stops along the pistes and will bring you back to Andermatt with no effort at all. If your timing is right, you may even find yourself on the Apres ski train so you can start your after-skiing activities on the way. Welcome to the Andermatt Swiss Alps Company podcast. Here is where we put our promises to the test. Sami Sawaris promised to link the Andermatt and Cedrun ski areas and create one large resort, just the way it's supposed to be for a destination in the mountains. Actually, the first step in the collaboration between Andermatt and Sedrun occurred back in 2005 with the Gotthard Oberalp Arena consortium. Starting then, it was possible to ski in Andermatt and Sedrun with a single ticket. Four years later, the first official information meeting was held, signalling the start of the project to link the Andermatt and Sedrun ski areas. But first, as we know from the first episode of this podcast, The Structural Plan had to be modified. The Structural Plan is a strategic document for the authorities and the citizenry. Its purpose is to ensure that land is used economically and to protect regions that are important for a canton's further development and to preserve and even enhance ecologically and agriculturally valuable areas. Linking Andermatt and Sedrun required a modification to the structural plan. Several lifts are situated today where once there was no tourism infrastructure. Such a change to the structural plan had to be approved by the Federal Council. As was the case with the village quarter of andermatt Rus. a master plan was created for the ski area covering the entire development as well as the planning of individual items of infrastructure. All of this had to be approved by the Federal Office of Transport. There had never before been such a complex overall approval procedure in Switzerland. Michael Muller, media spokesman for the Federal Office of Transport, explains how it all took place.
1: With this project it quickly became clear that it wouldn't work to have individual procedures on all federal and cantonal levels. Rather, everything would have to be tackled with a holistic approach. That's why such a wide-ranging procedure became a model procedure that had never before existed in Switzerland. The merging of the two ski areas and the opening up of the entirely untouched natural landscapes was so extensive that the cantons of Uri and Grisons applied to have it transferred to the Federal Office of Transport. The Federal Office of Transport also included ancillary infrastructure in the federal planning approval procedure. Even though this would normally have been approved by the cantons and municipalities, it was a unique process.
0: Indeed, so unique that it even had an impact on the law.
1: This very approach, which was taken for the first time in Andermatt, has been included in the new Cableways Act. Now, cableways and ancillary infrastructure can be evaluated uniformly by the Federal Office of Transport at the request of the cantons.
0: Linking the Andermatt and Sedrun ski areas by a stock requires three chairlifts and two gondolas with two sections each, in terms of modernization, plans called for the removal of the two chairlifts between Natchen and Gutsch, the old Duschtellen ski lift and the ski lift on Grossborden. But this wasn't as easy as it sounds. On the contrary, Silvio Schmidt, at the time the CEO of Andermatt Sedrum Sport AG, was the interface between the project and operations. Everything ended up going through him. He was aware that building a ski-area link is a major, work-intensive undertaking, and yet…
1: I can still clearly remember 30th of May 2014. It was a Saturday. I went to the post office and received the planning approval document with all annexes. I thought, great, now all we have to do is just build. But what I didn't know back then is that the work was just getting started. Everything beforehand was peanuts and I'm still working on it today.
0: Perhaps a small explanation at this juncture. It is a highly complex topic. The master plan for the entire linkage is Plan Approval Procedure 1. It was important for the entire link to be approved so as to ensure that also all lifts could be built. Moreover, detailed project planning had to be submitted for each gondola, each chairlift, each piste, and each piece of snowmaking equipment. That is plan approval procedure two. The Federal Office of Transport was the most important agency. It granted the approvals. By the time it was able to file the applications, Andermat Sport AG had gotten the various stakeholders affected by the ski area linkage on board. They included all environmental organisations, the Federal Office for the Environment, the URI and Grisson cantonal offices, and also the landowners. The largest landowner in the ski area linkage was known as Corporation Ursum. Silvio Schmid recalls,
1: Our talks and negotiations were intense, but we were always focused on solutions and always found one. All sides had to compromise a bit. That was very good in this monitoring group. That was ultimately the most important reason why we were able to realise the project, to link the Andermatt and Sedrun ski areas. If the group hadn't been so solution-focused, we wouldn't have been able to build the ski area linkage.
0: An important voice at the meetings was Regula Bollier. She represented the interests of the various environmental organisations. Especially with a project that impacts an untouched area as large as this one, It makes sense to involve the environmental organisations from the outset and find out about their needs.
1: If we hadn't been included, the project probably would have been fought with legal means, resulting in complaints before the Federal Supreme Court. That might even have led to the collapse of the project. Therefore, the parties made an agreement to prevent this.
0: As a result, many replacement and compensatory measures were necessary. Put simply, This means the following, all natural elements in the countryside that are damaged by such a construction project must either be replaced or compensated for another location. This has still not been fully realized. Nevertheless, I asked
1: Regula Bollier for her upshot. From my perspective it's difficult to give an upshot. Every group will draw a different conclusion here. The prerequisites were never satisfactory. The environmental groups will never be happy that a ski area exists there now, but given the way it is now been built, I think the optimum was achieved for nature. There is certainly still a lot of room for discussion and attempts are being made to find solutions. Maybe you won't find unanimity everywhere. It would be presumptuous to say that the environmental groups think everything's fine, but it would also be presumptuous to say, no, everything's a mess. I think there is a middle ground, but everyone also has a different opinion within the groups.
0: Under the leadership of Andermatt Cedran Sport AG, the project team, which included an engineer, an environmental planner and a gondola manufacturer, amongst others, created the plan approval files. They managed and monitored the overall realisation and ensured on-site that all requirements and measures were being complied with, and there was a great number of such measures. Michel Yaisi of Enviso was on-site as Environmental Impact Monitor and he approached this task in a very pragmatic manner.
1: We looked at all specifications in the agreements and environmental impact reports and found that some things were dealt with correctly in legal terms but were very difficult to implement. This was because it's not so easy in this terrain as in the central plateau. The prerequisites are completely different. On the one hand, there are weather conditions, and on the other, the sometimes small-scale changes in the slope gradient or the vegetation. It's not easy to work rocky soil with an excavator. The monitoring group had to pay attention to the local circumstances, discuss how to proceed, and then implement things out there. And I believe we accomplished that especially in the plan approval procedure too, where every item of infrastructure was approved. There were several project changes and a few pillar locations were adjusted. This in turn caused minor changes in the cableway paths on certain pistes. That way giant boulders were able to be avoided in some cases. All of that required a pragmatic approach.
0: The approval document consisted of more than 1,500 pages with requirements and measures. It was a mammoth task.
1: We made a list with all requirements. The list showed which requirements had to be taken into account in which detailed project, whether early on in planning, during construction or in the form of an operating requirement and, printed out, the complete list was nearly three meters long. It was a complex thing. One time, Silvio Schmidt showed the list to the annual general meeting of the Andamat Sedrun Sport AG to illustrate how comprehensive the project was. With this list, we then went to work. Each planning approval was accompanied by further requirements, and with each completed project, the status of the individual requirements changed. We did a good job in light of all that. After the three environmental site inspections, we were able to dispense with most of these requirements.
0: The numerous requirements and measures varied widely. One construction requirement, for example, was that all equipment had to be converted to biologically degradable hydraulic oil. That was able to be accomplished straight away. Other measures are still ongoing and will last far into the future. With regard to operating requirements, it was decided that Andermat Sport AG was to be responsible for monitoring and enforcing wildlife reserves in the ski area. This is normally the responsibility of the municipality, and then
1: there was a requirement that didn't give Silvio Schmidt any joy. I have a fear of snakes and one requirement related to snakes, for the few snakes we have – fortunately I've never seen one – we had to install traverses on the piste so that the snakes could go from one side to the other. (laughs) For me, that was a requirement that I didn't think necessary.
0: The link between Andermatt and Cedrun was completed after just three years of construction capped by the inauguration of the Schnee Hühnerstock flyer in 2018, a moment
1: that is etched into Silvio Schmidt's memory. For me, it was passion. When we opened the last lift from Oberaup to Schnee Hühnerstock in 2018, it was extremely emotional. I had tears in my eyes. I had always said that when we opened the last lift, then the two music societies from Sedrun and Andermatt should give a joint performance. I was a member of Sedrun Music, and then we actually did just that. And even the Sedrun locals had tears in their eyes, they said we never thought you'd make it. That was the most beautiful moment of the whole business, the completion of the ski area. It was a project dear to my heart.
0: And so, what we've actually implemented is simply what a British winter sports enthusiast demonstrated back in 1910 when he skied from Andermatt to Sedrun but it's safe to say that it's much more comfortable today. That was from today's Andermatt Swiss Alps Company podcast. Here is where we put our promises to the test. If you're interested in learning how the destination in the heart of Switzerland is continuing to develop and would like to hear our stories, then subscribe to us. You can also leave a rating if you like this podcast. If you have a topic that you're particularly interested in, write about it in the comments or send an email to podcast at andermat-swissalps.ch. We look forward to your input. In the next episode, we'll find out how the townspeople are dealing with the rapid changes in Andermat. We're signing off for today, but we'd be pleased if you tuned in again next time. Bye for now.